Unfortunately, due to technical difficulties, my homily was not recorded when it was given. And so I decided to try and recreate it now. What are you doing? Maybe you've heard someone say that to you before. I know I've experienced that in my childhood, been asked that question multiple times. And maybe as a parent, you've been the one who asks your children that question. It's a question we ask when we're confused, when we're upset, when we don't understand what's going on, and we're unsure of what's happening and why. We might ask, what are you doing? Sometimes we might ask that also of our friends. If the situation doesn't make sense to us, sometimes we might also ask that of God. When the things in our lives don't seem to make sense, when they're difficult, when we're suffering, we might not understand what God is doing. And so we might ask him, what are you doing? I can imagine that this was the case for many of the disciples in our gospel passage, when the messengers came to tell Jesus that Lazarus, his friend whom he loved, was sick, Jesus decided to stay for a couple of days before going to visit Lazarus. Some might ask, what are you doing? Like if Jesus goes right away, then he could cure him, but he doesn't. And it may not make sense to people, why not? But then when he does decide to go, his close disciples, recognizing that he would have to be near Jerusalem where they tried to kill him, uh, questioned why he would want to go back to that area. Maybe not exactly in those same words, but basically they were asking, what are you doing? When Jesus gets there or close to the place where his friend Lazarus had died, He's met by Martha, and she's upset because Lazarus is dead, and she's crying, and she's talking to Jesus about it, and um, she's upset that he didn't come sooner, because if he did, he could have prevented Lazarus from dying. Similarly, her sister Mary came and said something to Jesus about that too. It's as if both sisters were asking Jesus what he was doing. Like, why didn't he come sooner? After Mary asks him that question, Jesus is a little bit upset, and they go to the tomb of Lazarus, and there Jesus weeps. He cries because his friend Lazarus had suffered and died. But then some of the onlookers question Jesus. Couldn't the man who opened the eyes of the blind do something for his friend? And Jesus gets upset. But Jesus then prays to the Heavenly Father very publicly and calls Lazarus out of the tomb. He raises Lazarus from the dead to the shock and amazement of those present. Now we might wonder, like, what are you doing, Jesus? If you're just going to save Lazarus anyway, why did you have Mary and Martha and Lazarus suffer through his death? What was the point? If you came right away, you could have cured him, and then he wouldn't have suffered death. Mary and Martha wouldn't have cried so much. It wouldn't have hurt them so badly to have lost their brother. Why allow all that suffering if Lazarus is just going to live anyway? 
It's not that the suffering didn't have any meaning or purpose. In fact, at the very end of the passage, it seems rather clear why Jesus had done that. He did it for the sake of a greater good. He did it for the glory of God. He did it so that those who watched, those who looked, would believe. The people who saw him raise Lazarus from the dead saw his power. They saw his glory. They saw that he has authority over life and death, and they came to believe. Jesus wants us to have faith, hope, and love. He wants us to be drawn closer to him. Any way in which we may suffer, Jesus can bring good out of it. In fact, St. Paul tells us that in Romans 8, 28, where it says, we know that all things work for good for those who love God. That means regardless of our situation, regardless of how we're suffering, God can and does want to bring good out of it. And our job is to remain faithful. Our job is to continue to follow God in the midst of it, to continue to love him, to continue to have our relationship with him. And maybe whatever it is that happens to us doesn't really make sense to us at the time. As it didn't make sense to the disciples why Jesus waited, why he went, didn't make sense to Martha and Mary why Jesus didn't come sooner. But eventually, Jesus reveals the why behind what he was doing. The why was for a greater good. The why was for the sake of the faith of others, and probably also for the sake of the faith of those present. Um, Lazarus may have believed already, but He would believe even more when he's raised from the dead. Likewise, Martha and Mary, they already had faith, but that faith can be strengthened because of what they endured, what they went through, and seeing the awesome power of Jesus Christ. And especially, as I mentioned, those who were present and looking, those who were doubting Jesus's power and authority, seeing it in action, they came to believe. And so, It may be for us very similar that in the midst of our suffering, it may not make any sense to us. In the midst of our suffering, we may not seem to be able to understand or accept what's happening. But ultimately, if we remain faithful, if we continue to hope in the Lord and love him, he will bring good out of whatever situation it is. And the ultimate good is for us to be with him forever in heaven. And the way that we do that is by having an increase in faith, hope, and love that guides us to and points us to and directs us to union with God forever. Now, we have a God who loves us so much that he doesn't spare himself from suffering. Not only did he weep in the passage that we just read, but the death and resurrection of Lazarus is a prefigurement of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's to prepare us for that moment so that we can better understand, appreciate, and accept the reality of his authority as God. Because no one was standing outside of Jesus's tomb and calling him out. He raised himself from the dead, showing his authority even while he's dead to raise himself. But we look at his death, and it was a very gruesome one, much worse than Lazarus, who was likely surrounded by Martha and Mary and those who loved him. Jesus died on the cross. 
He went through a passion of being scourged and beaten, carrying a heavy cross and being crucified, struggling to breathe on the cross. He didn't spare himself from suffering because he knew that it was for a greater good. And the greater good of Jesus giving up his life on the cross was to make up for all of the sins of all of humanity for all time. That by giving up himself on the cross, making this infinite and perfect gift of love to the Heavenly Father on behalf of all of humanity, he saved us all. That's why he chose to suffer. And so we have a God who loves us so much that he transforms suffering, gives it meaning and purpose. And the suffering we may endure may not even necessarily be for ourselves, as Jesus, being God and being perfect, had no need of saving himself. He died, he suffered for the sake of all of the rest of humanity. And so the suffering we may endure, the benefit to us would be perhaps minimal compared to the benefit to others for the suffering that we have. Maybe through the suffering we're allowed to experience, God may be bringing about the conversion of friends and family members. When we unite our sufferings with the sufferings of his on the cross, it gives it meaning, it gives it purpose, and it calls to the Heavenly Father for grace to be released and poured out upon the world. It may help others to believe much as those who were watching Jesus came to believe when they saw Lazarus raised from the dead. Suffering has meaning and purpose because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's for the sake of a greater good. And so it's important for us to recognize that reality. And the grace that Jesus won for us on the cross is poured out to all of us through the sacraments, offered to us in a way in which it's promised and guaranteed so long as the sacrament is validly celebrated. Lazarus being raised from the dead not only prepares us for the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, but it also prepares us to understand the sacrament of reconciliation, where when we turn away from God, by serious sin, by mortal sin, we lose the life of God within our souls. But we can be spiritually resurrected from the dead through the sacrament of reconciliation. And so the grace poured out on the cross can be applied to us through that beautiful and awesome sacrament so that we can be with God forever in heaven, which is the greatest and ultimate good. So, Although there's not much of the season of Lent left, I encourage everyone to seriously consider making use of the Sacrament of Reconciliation. And it's important for all of us to remain faithful to our Lord, to continue to hope in his promises, and to love him in the midst of the suffering that we endure. Because we know that all things work for good for those who love God. And we remain confident in him. So let us appreciate the love that Christ has poured out and shown for us on the cross. Let us accept the sufferings that he wishes us to endure, uniting them with his suffering for the salvation of the world. Let us reflect upon these things as we prepare to meet our Lord Jesus Christ in the Most Holy Eucharist.